I-bonds can be a great spot. You've got some extra money sitting around. You're tired of this inflation beating the snot out of you. And you want to combat it a little bit with a government-guaranteed earnings rate. This can be a great a great spot for it. Hmm. I-bonds, baby. They are no longer the bell-bottoms of financial investments. In fact, they are right on point in these inflationary times. On this episode of Retirement Equals Freedom, we're learning all about how I-bonds work and who is best suited to buy them. You're also going to learn who is qualified to purchase an I-bond, how much can be invested annually, the tax implications upon withdrawal of funds, and whether this is an investment that's right for you. This is the Retirement Equals Freedom podcast. Your host, Josh Bredel, is the owner of FSR Wealth Strategies. For the last few decades, he's been helping fine folks like you thrive in their retirement. And me, I'm Dave, Josh's longtime friend, co-host, and guy who's obsessively obsessed with all things pumpkin. So now, let me, let you, let me end this introduction so you can learn all about I-bonds, baby. FSR Wealth Management is a registered investment advisor located in Elmhurst, Illinois. Information and opinions contained in this audio have been arrived at by FSR Wealth Advisors. All information herein is for informational purposes and should not be construed as investment advice. It does not constitute an offer, solicitation, or recommendation to purchase any security. FSR is not providing legal, tax, accounting, or financial planning advice in this audio. These views are as of the date of this publication and are subject to change. Say, hey, Josh, look at the notes. Because you know what we don't do here? We do not ad-lib anything. It's all by the book. <laughs> you were beatboxing a little bit there. <laughs> and all children in Elmhurst School District get either iPads or Chromebooks. Yeah. So up until third grade, they get iPads. And third grade on, they get Chromebooks. And I've never really used a Chromebook, but we I use Chrome all the freaking time. This whole Google Classroom is a whole new thing to me. Yeah. And so Alex brought his Chromebook home the other day, and we were playing with it and messing around with it. And his music teacher gave him an app for his Chromebook, which is the coolest thing ever. It's like a beatboxing app. Each person, you can, like, there's like 10 people, and you can, like, drag and drop a different beat to them and tone, and you can raise oh, and lower the pitch. I love it. And then they can play them together. It's really cool. Have you heard of the group Pentatonics? Yeah. Actually, I've seen them in, at a Christmas concert. Oh, that would be really cool. They were cool. I do want to see them live. One of the guy's names, I can't remember who it is, but he has a solo album where he does plays a cello and beatboxes simultaneously. Huh. And he doesn't like dub one on top of the other. He does them simultaneously. There's it's all over YouTube. When my sister Jen was in town, she showed me and it was fascinating. Like if I had one tenth of that talent, I wouldn't be on this podcast. Well, your sister Jen, <laughs> isn't she like a professor of music in Colorado somewhere or something? Well, she's yeah, she's a orchestra director at the biggest high school in Colorado. She won a Grammy. Your sister won a Grammy? You didn't know that? You are the least talented child your parents have. <laughs> 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 yeah, the Grammys uh, award a handful of awards to like I think maybe like five high schools across the country. York made it pretty far a few years ago, but Jen's won at least one. Really? Yeah, they did like a red carpet uh, presentation and everything for him. Yeah, 
Jen, if you're listening to this, Dave never mentioned that to us before, ever. <laughs> None of his friends know that you've won a Grammy. Sorry, Jen. <laughs> it is a Grammy, right? Grammy's the music Grammy's one. Grammy's the music one. Yeah. yeah. It's like the one award show that we watch every year. In fact, we watch so few movies in our house, and you make fun of me. Everyone makes fun of me. But every year, my wife's like, maybe we should watch the Academy Awards. I was like, what would we get out of that? There's nothing we would get out of that. And they don't even pick the best movies, let's be honest. Like, no one likes those artsy movies except for me. I I wouldn't know. (laughs) You wouldn't know. Last night, we had a large client event. And it was here in Elmhurst at the Elmhurst Hall. Um, It was the first time we've used this venue. But we talked about estate planning. And I had one of the estate planning attorneys that we work closely with, Jason Tunquist, come up. And we had a room. We had about 120 people there between clients and their friends. And beforehand, I talked about just some general announcements. I talked about the podcast. And you created a clip of our estate planning, What Happens to Your Money When You Die episode. Episode 18, yeah. Mm-hmm. We got a few laughs out of mm-hmm. it. I, I thought it was pretty cute. I don't. Uh, I think for people that don't listen to the podcast, they thought we were kind of crazy. But uh, And I do still think a lot of people aren't quite sure what it is, like what a podcast is or what it is that we do. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the clip helped, but also I, I do feel like some people thought like that was the podcast, like minute and a half audio <laughs> clips. Like, oh, wow, you guys hype it up for this? Okay. <laughs> we specialize in disappointing you. <laughs> I know. Um, so Steve Francis, who works in your office, his dad was there and he came up to me to talk to him you know, how he loves our podcast. Mm-hmm. And when I told him that today's episode just dropped today, episode 20, I told him that I give a shout out to your son because he gave a great quote and I gave him props for it and everything. He's like, really? He was like so proud of it. So that, now I feel like we have to put Steve in more episodes. That was episode 19, by the way. Was it? That? Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The story about Bonds, it'll gain a lot of interest. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, Man. Nonetheless, he was proud papa moment. You, you did tell me last night that Mike has requested more Steve. So, <laughs> yes, definitely. Mike, if you're listening to this, more Steve. More Steve. It's like more cowbell. I was going the same <laughs> Where are you going there? Yeah. yeah. When in doubt, just reference Will Ferrell. I mean, you you got lots of material there. (laughs) Well, the topic I want to talk about today is actually one, we shot a video on it back in May. And if we can link it in the show notes, I think it would help uh, people gain a further understanding because there's a little bit more uh, depth. We can go a little bit deeper inside of a video than we can inside of a podcast. But it's something that has gained a lot of interest recently. It's no pun intended. <laughs> I didn't even get it. <laughs> Alex would go, dad jokes, terrible. <laughs> this is not a new vehicle. This is not something that is revolutionary, but it's been around for a long time. It just all of a sudden is is back in, in vogue. It's like a 1970s paint color that's kind of coming back here. Yeah, well, walking around Wheaton College where my niece goes, it's like bell bottoms are back. Oh, are they really? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I'm all for it. I think it's cool. For you? Are you going to start wearing bell bottoms? <laughs> oh, shoot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So this specific topic is actually something called I-bonds. So we talked about bonds a couple weeks ago. And an I-bond is a form of a, of a government bond. It's similar to a savings bond, which is people think of it's more friendly towards the, the average consumer. But an I-bond, I stands for inflation-linked. The whole purpose of the I-bond is to have a tool for the U.S. consumers or really anybody to combat inflation. Mm-hmm. Sure. And so most bonds, the interest rates are fixed or there's just kind of a set rate that they pay. These rates change every six months, 
and they change based on inflation. Right now, the rate that was set in June is 9.62%. That sounds about what it was in back in May when we were recording it. Yeah, it was actually, we recorded in May and it, it was changing in June to 9.62%. So it's still there. Yeah, and that's a guaranteed 9.62%, which everyone's looking to, everyone, people will move CDs, they'll move banks for an extra half a percent. Yeah. So to get 9.62 is pretty amazing. And it's backed by the US government. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a couple things they have to understand about this. This nine point this rate that nine point six two, it changes every six months. Okay. Okay. So in June and November, they change the rates. Now, if we were talking two years ago, these rates were down below one. Whoa. People say, well, how come we haven't heard about this before? That's because a couple of years ago, this was not cool. I mean, these were bell bottom pants. You know, <laughs> you didn't want these things. Wow, I am so proud of you. Way to <laughs> circle back, Josh. <laughs> The, the rate is guaranteed for six months. It's an annual rate, so you'll get approximately half of that in that time period. It's guaranteed for six months. That's a pretty darn good thing. A guarantee, 9.62, it's fantastic. Uh, Josh, what are the factors that contribute to that rate? It's linked to a variety of, of inflationary factors, so like the consumer price index. Consumer price index measures that the cost of goods and the change in the cost of goods, which is what inflation, inflation is. Yeah. Depending on how that is, every six months, the Treasury comes out and says, here's our rate for the next six months. Could it go back down? Yeah, they could. it could drop drastically. But if we think inflation is going to be high for a, a little while, this is not a bad spot to stick some money. So, okay. Do like interest rates have anything to do with it? Or is it strictly just like based on inflation? This is, and- yeah, this is not interest rate sensitive. So okay. it's not like you, know, you hear the Fed changes the prime rate or something like that. This has nothing to do with that. The prime rate may change based on inflation and stuff like that, but these two are not linked. Interesting. At all, yeah. Now, when someone says you're going to guarantee 9.62, some of the questions I'll get is, well, how much can I put in? Let's mm. put everything. I mean, especially with what the market's doing this year, people would love to get a guaranteed 9.62. But uh, there is a limit. And right now, it's 10000 bucks a year per person. Per person. Per person. Age limits? Um, there is no age limit. So, you know, I could do it for myself, you know, and my three kids oh. if I – had the extra money to do that. But each person gets their own individual bond, if you will. So, But if you did it for a few years, you could do 10 one year, 10 the next year, 10 the following year, and poof, now you've got a a decent little savings there. So there's a few other caveats. You can, you know, if you do it via a tax return, your tax refund can go into an I-bond that could be an extra 5,000. Oh, and like an extra 5,000 on top of the 10? On top of the 10. I've never done that for anybody. Um, I don't know how that works, but it is... It is listed. That's a possible way. There are certain trusts that can also get their own I-bonds. So there are a little bit ways to add more, but it is it is a little bit complex that's there. So the next thing is how do you get it? There really is only one way to acquire an I-bond. If you said, hey, I really want to do that. I want that 9.62%. Um, you can't go to a broker. You can't buy it in your IRA. You have to go directly to the U.S. Treasury. The way they do that is through their website, treasurydirect.gov is the website, treasurydirect.gov, and you'll have to create an account. And anybody else who is going to do this, you have to create an account for them as well. So Minors. Minors, your spouse, whatever it might be, they all have to have their own account. And the account creation is, it takes a little bit of work, but it's not terrible. 
they want to verify your identity, and then they'll set up a link to your bank account, which will allow you to deposit the money into the iBond. Now, it's a pretty simple process, and once it's there, it's fine. And you can also, inside of Treasury Direct, you can also sell your iBond later on and things along those lines. The question comes, though, is who should buy an iBond? And I'm never making recommendations, but if there's a subset of people who an iBond is beneficial for, it's people who have excess cash that's sitting there not doing much, have an extra $10,000 or more they don't know what to do with, and they're not going to need the money for at least 12 months. So this is not a bank account that you can put money in and take money out of because it does have some liquidity issues. And the liquidity issues are this, is that in the first 12 months, you cannot take it out. So you're saying, hey, I'm giving you this money for 12 months. The other thing you have to be aware of is those rates will change. Those rates are only guaranteed for six months. So the first six months could be great, whatever it might be. But you know, we think inflation's here for a while, so we have some time. Sure. Um, after 12 months, you can take the money out. But if you take it out before five years is over with, you're going to forfeit three months of interest. Let me put that in perspective because okay. you just sighed really oh. big and you looked up into the sky. Like, I looked up to the left, right, which means. How am I going to, how do I process that in my brain? Like, I want to sound smart in front of you, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> no, people look at that one all the time. It's, let's say you take it out in the 15th month. Okay. You can do that, but you're going to lose the interest in month 15, 14, and 13. So you'll lose those three months of interest, which is fine. I mean, that's. You know, if a year's worth of interest is 9%, you're losing a couple percent of interest. Not that big of a deal. Okay. After five years, if you've had the money there five years, it's completely liquid. You can take it out whenever you want. Rates could change, whatever they might be. That's why they're great for people who have some excess cash, but you need to make sure that you can satisfy those liquidity needs that come with it. Yeah, makes sense. Can I take money from my son and put it into an I-bond? Because he's got more money than I do. <laughs> He does. And you know what I say. You know what my philosophy is, right, about kids and money? No, I haven't heard this one. No, so I say, like, if you ever have to steal money from your kids and, like, later on they discover it, I think it's good just to blame Santa Claus. Just <laughs> <laughs> say Santa stole it. Like, what are they going to do, yell at you? No, they're not going <laughs> to. My commentator is probably cold by now. I'm drinking the Chiapas. C-H-I-A-P-A-S. I don't think it's Chiapas. I think it's Chiapas. I was asked by my high school Spanish teacher to never take a foreign language again. <laughs> I'm not going to weigh in on this. <laughs> so for our listening audience, we just took a really long pause. And to them, they probably just heard a cool little noise that you edited in here. Yeah. And we took that long pause because Aaron needed to yell at me. Yeah. <laughs> and here's what it was all about. The interest rates do not reset in June and November. No? No. May and November. That is such a rookie mistake, Josh. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to correct you because I. You know, it's just not my place. Yeah, I agree. Actually, that's not what happened. She was not mad. And <laughs> we were bringing up, we wanted to transition to the taxation of I-bonds. Hashtag tax nerd. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know the exact rules of the taxation of of I-bonds. So I said, well, I better look those up real quick and make sure I have those. Because as Alex knows, 
Hashtag tax nerd. Mm-hmm. Taxes play a role in everything. I do want to make sure that we have those dates. I said earlier, June and November. It's actually May when they reset. Let's talk about the taxation on I-bonds. Mm. And this is the part I've been waiting for, Oh, folks. God, everybody. I know they're all sitting on the edge of their seat saying, yeah. how are the taxes done? Yeah, they got their notepads out. They're, they're, it's like picture pages. Picture pages, <laughs> picture pages. Go and get your picture pages. Sorry. I don't know that one. <laughs> Time to get your crayons and your pencils. No? Oh, my. What's that from? Well, I remember it as watching Fat Albert, and they would, like, <laughs> interrupt with, like, picture pages. I think picture pages was its own thing. Is that, like, a reading rainbow thing? I don't know. All I know is that I'm going to research it and make reference in the show notes. All right. All sweet. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> Fat Albert. <laughs> Who says I have ADHD? <laughs> Why must you needlessly complicate everything? Oh, God. Well, I mean, your love of the 90s. This is even going 80s this in 80s, here. So, man. I mean, speaking of 80s, Jen wins a Grammy and... Uh, I'm telling you. Man, let's bring it back up to the, the 2020s here, Dave. Yeah. If you're going to get 9.63% or whatever the inflation rate happens to be when they change every May and November, mm-hmm. the government's going to want their tax on that. They're going to want the tax on the interest. Now, it's kind of like a CD... You're not actually going to pay those taxes until you take the money out. Oh, so, so you just kind of accumulate? It kind of, the growth accumulates. The growth is going to accumulate. And when you do take that money out, that is when the income will show up on your tax return. Now, there are a few exclusions from that rule, some stuff that is not taxable. Mm. And that is if it is used for education. Oh, and sushi. And sushi. Nope. Sushi is not in the instruction instructions of uh, Form 8815 where you, <laughs> where you report the earnings of Series E and I U.S. savings bonds. Whoa. For education only. Unfortunately, your sushi doesn't count. Okay. Well, I'll, you know, I'll call Uncle Sam and I'll see about that. To do that. So yeah. I-bonds can be a great spot. You've got some extra money sitting around. You're tired of this inflation beating the snot out of you. Uh, you want to combat it a little bit with a government guaranteed earnings rate. This can be a great a great spot for it. Hmm. So, love it. I bonds. They're a lot of fun, aren't they? Dave. <laughs> yeah. You know what it's time for? Tell me. Yeah. What? What? Okay. Hey, Mr. Josh. Let's take a break. You've been talking for so long, and my ears are sore. Let's not make them snore. Listening shouldn't be a chore, so let's get to know Josh and Dave and watch a rating soar. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Josh, I chose the card today for Get to Know Josh and Dave. Comes from the interview deck. If you were a bartender. If I was a bartender. And you do make great cocktails. I like to make cocktails. Yeah. Which famous person would you like to serve? If you were a bartender, which famous person would you like to serve? If I was a bartender, so that means I could, as I'm sitting there mixing this person a drink, mm-hmm. um, we could have a wonderful conversation. And I'm going to throw one against out of left field here. Now, the problem is this person's actually a recovering addict, so they probably wouldn't take it, but this would be a mocktail. Oh, yeah. If sure. you will. They sure. may not sure. be um, lubed up, um, so they, they're, they're, they may not talk as freely as somebody else, but um, fellow podcaster, I'm sure he looks up to us quite a bit. Yeah. Um, Dak Shepard. Oh, yeah. 
Love I, Armchair Expert. It's a fantastic podcast. Um, and I love his ability to have very philosophical conversations. I believe he has like a sociology degree, and he talks to some of the most fascinating minds in academia, in the real world, and he has these super serious conversations, but then he also talks to like the crazy celebrities, mm -hmm. and the way that he can carry a conversation with both people is just fascinating. And I'm not a celebrity gossip person. I don't care about any of that stuff. Um, but he has the ability to cross these worlds back and forth that I think is just so cool. He's, he's a neat dude. He's so, a really neat dude. He's a neat dude. So it feels weird if I'm a bartender making someone drinks who's a recovering addict, but I wouldn't. I'd make it alcohol free. Yeah. And he's married to Kristen Bell, who is awesome as well. She is awesome. Yep. Yeah. That's so, a good answer. Your answer, Dave, who would you who would you like to serve drinks to as your your mixology skills? I have a, I have a laundry list of them, but I'm going to go back to Tim Burton. Tim Burton, you I make fun of your love of Sleepy Hollow and yeah. all things Tim Burton, but that makes sense to me. You truly love him. I love him. He's he inspired me to go to art school, inspired me to do a lot of things. And I think what's fascinating about fascinating about Tim Burton is that he's not in the public eye ever. You never hear him talk. He's you know he stays kind of out of the limelight, so to speak. He makes some of my favorite movies, including Sleepy Hollow. I just think he would be fascinating because he's just, in my opinion, one of the most creative people on the planet. I did not realize that Tim Burton was one who inspired you to go to art school. He sure is. Yep. How cool is that? Yeah. So cool. Good segment. I mean. Hey, props to you because you didn't go on for like four hours about why you answered the question. Why must you needlessly complicate everything? It's true. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, Dave. Yeah. Dave relates to retirees. Yeah. Can you do I-bonds? Is there is a relation for you? This is a little awkward because I've never been forced to start my Dave relates to retirees segment, but you're forcing me to do it. I am, actually. Yeah. I, I'm taking the lead. If we were dancing on the dance floor right yeah. now, I would be moving you around. Well, listeners, that has happened before in real life several <laughs> times. <laughs> okay. So we're talking about I-bonds here, and they seem to be a relatively safe bet in a otherwise volatile economy. Well, you were listening. I always listen to you. Yeah. Josh, so I think I can relate to this a little bit. Do you remember in high school, we had we had a handful of set basketball plays? You remember that? We did. We had a few plays. We had a few plays. My favorite was? Snap four. Snap four. Mm -hmm. Over 20 some odd years. I mean, almost yeah. 25 years ago. Carla still reminds me about Snap four. How she do we remember that? <laughs> because it was the greatest time of our lives. Oh, and Missy hates when we talk about it. <laughs> but Snap four was a play, uh, play that Coach Prunty drew up for us. And it essentially would be like a, a double screen for me to get open at my sweet spot, which was at, at the corner of the free throw line for what it was almost an open shot. And it was, look, I'm not going to brag, but it was almost a sure thing because I would hit it almost all the time. You did. You had an amazing ability if you came around the corner there off that second screen. And do you remember it was snap four that I hit the shot against Buffalo Grove to win the game? Like we were down by one. I hit it. We won the game. That's what got me Tribune Player of the Week. Man, I didn't even remember you were a Tribune Player of the Week. Yeah, well, okay. my mom has a scrapbook, proof of it, so mm -hmm. I can show it to you. So Snap 4 was like almost a guaranteed thing. So I know what it's like to be a retiree and needing some just security and something that's <laughs> going to work. And an I-bond <laughs> is the same thing as a Snap 4 from Coach Prunty. 
And now again, I've mentioned it before, but if Vince Luca, if you're listening, he would again say Snap 4 was just a decoy. He was a decoy just because everyone would go to run to him. And now, Josh, insert the full house music. You've pulled some wild things before. And uh, I'm going to relate this one. Okay. Now, an I-bond, you were right on the guarantees there. And people do look for those guarantees. And I would actually say that you missed a few of the shots every now and then when you come around that second screen. But it was close. It was a good guarantee. And part of the reason it worked is because Coach Prunty wouldn't call it all the time. We had other plays that we would run. But when we needed it, it could be a key part of our repertoire Mm -hmm. of plays. And if all of a sudden you couldn't play and I had to be in the game, that is not a play you would call. (laughs) Because I have known been known to airball a few free throws. So let alone a jump shot. Let alone a jump shot. (laughs) So when interest rates are low or when I'm in the game, you may not take the shot. And when you were in the game, maybe it's something you call. But it's something that is a part of a bigger team. It's part of a bigger organization that it has to fit in to all the other parts of your retirement. So I had to reach out really far for that one, but uh, hopefully... Hopefully it came around somewhere. It came around great. And I, I try really hard not to interrupt you during your full house moment because it does kind of summarize both my story and the whole episode. But I really wanted to interrupt you with some very, very incorrect facts that you had about Snap 4. I never missed a Snap 4, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll leave it right there, folks. Dave, I, this was a fun podcast. We mixed it up a little bit. We kind of changed the order up a little bit. We had a giant pause in the middle. Hitting the head with a slipper. You did. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hope that this can be valuable to the listening audience that's out there as well. So Yeah, I think, Ivan, this is something that's super tangible. It's something that I understand completely. Uh, it, it's something that people that don't know it's out there, it's a really easy thing to implement if it's right in their situation. Yeah. So, Josh, I think this is a great episode that, dear listeners, if you know somebody that could potentially benefit from an I-bond, please share this episode with them. What do you say? Or the people that would just want to hear our lovely voices. Yeah. And anybody out there that doesn't know that in 1997 I won Chicago Tribune Player of the Week. Well, here you go. <laughs> Should I? Oh, I could probably put like a uh, a screenshot of the scrapbook that my mom made with proof. Should well, I do it? Our Facebook group is going to require it. It's <laughs> like 10,000 people in there. What am I going to do with that? Oh, man. <laughs> I love it. Well, Dave, thanks for spending some time with Ivans and me. Yeah. And uh, bye. bye. Step four. Hashtag tax nerd. <laughs> <laughs>